Uh, it's great having you here. I love Christmas season. We're going to ha- share a shorter message today, and then we have something with our kids' choir coming up in a, in a few minutes. And I know the kids are excited about that. I love having opportunities throughout the year. Most Sundays, if you're new here, most Sundays we have the kids in a separate kids' service. We have different groups for um, age-specific groups for kids. Um, they have a lot of fun in kids' church. But I love a few times of the year where we can all come together, and uh, as kids, you can show us how you love to worship and jump around and sing. Um, we were joking beforehand, some of us on stage, um, there was one person on stage who said, well, my, I have my kids here and I'm by myself, how am I supposed to parent my kids from the stage? And Christy and I said, I, I'm a pastor's kid. I, my mom used to be on the piano every Sunday morning and my brother and I would be in the front row and she could parent us so efficiently with just the glare, right? Just the, if you don't smarten up, you know, I will. And she's playing and singing and doing all those things and just the quick like laser laser eye that just whipped us into shape. Although she probably, if she were here, would say, no, nah, it didn't work that well. We were still kind of terrors on the front row. But then there was times if there was an altar call. As we got to be teenagers, if there was someone who'd come in and would do an altar call, I think my parents realized that maybe either they needed someone to kind of prime the pump and get the flow going and start heading up to the front for the altar call, or maybe they just thought we needed to spend some time with the Lord. Because there'd be times where they would invite the people to come up and pray, and my mom would be playing, and then she'd give me one of these, the as if to say, you better, you better get up here and get your life together. So um, anyways, it's great having the kids here. We're so glad. you. If you're a kid, uh, if you're a kid in here, say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of you were kids at heart who just said that. I love Christmas time. Are you kids excited for Christmas? Anybody excited? It's going to be awesome. Do you, uh, I was thinking, you know, this time of year we always have some family traditions, and so we have a few movies that we watch every year come, you know, this time of year I do some searches on the DVR, and you gotta, you know, we could just buy the movies, but why, when they come on TV, and I can record them, you know, the Polar Express, we watch that. Every year I forget about the sound of music, because I want to watch that, I want to torture my kids with that, as my parents did with me, but I always see it when it's about halfway through, and there's only three hours left to go, and so I'm like, well, why start recording now, it's so much closer to the end. Um, Elf, we always watch Elf. There's a few other movies. We have some other traditions. Christmas Eve, we have a meal just with our family. Um, We have a tradition in our house that we started a long time ago when the kids were little. And we have a couple different Christmas trees. I think Christy might have mentioned this. And one of the trees is kind of the family ornament tree. Anybody have one of those where you just kind of collect memories and they go on the family tree? Mom's got her own tree that she makes looks pretty. But this is the stuff, you know, we... Kids bring home the Christmas craft, and it's an ornament. Well, let's hang it on here. We have some other ornaments. And there's one tradition that we have that every year, um, I well, it was easier back then, about 12, 13 years ago, I would you know, hoist a kid over my head, and they would put the star on the tree, and we'd take a picture. Well, then we'd have to take the star down because the next kid would want to go, and we'd, you know, each kid would have their turn. So I think we have a picture of that. Charlie, can you throw that first picture up there? So that's Lucy. That's got to be 10, 11 years ago. And you'll notice this is all, okay, let's go to the next one. There's Lucy. Next picture. There's little Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Charlie's loving that. Charlie, we're just going to leave that picture up there for a while. No, let's go to the, ne- let's go to the next one. There's Betty. And here's Dottie. I think this was Dottie's first Christmas. Okay, so if you'll notice the tree there, that's our family ornament tree. There's not a ton on there. I mean, there's a few things. So this was last year's Christmas, uh, this last Christmas, but like a month ago we did this. Okay, let's go to that next picture. So we have, if you'll notice, we've resorted to some piggyback rides now rather than hoisting up over our head. Next picture, so no, yeah, next picture, here's Charlie. <laughs> 
So I can't tell if the smiles are fake or not, but I'm sure after a few more years, there's the next picture, here's Betty. Now, see, I'm still okay to have them on my shoulders. There's Betty. And then one more, my final kid that I can hoist over my head is Dottie. And you'll notice there's a lot more ornaments on that tree. So our, our rule in the house is we're going to continue this tradition until, you know, several years down the road. We'll probably have some grandkids that I can continue this or until my back gives out. And then we'll just make a shorter tree. Okay, you can go, you can take those off. But that's our tradition. We do that every year. Um, I love that tree because we have ornaments in there. The kids made when they were younger. Um, we have pictures from different seasons of our life that were difficult. And we can recognize, oh, that Christmas is actually a tougher Christmas. I remember that. I remember what we were going through that Christmas. We have some special occasions. Every vacation we've ever taken, we buy an ornament that goes on that tree. There's one special ornament that's Miss Christie's favorite. And it was when her and I were dating. We had just started. I don't even know if we were officially dating. Um, but we, I was hanging out at her house. Kids, you're going to like this story. I was at her house, especially my kids. You're going to like this story. Um, hanging out at her house, and we were decorating their tree. And part of it was make a Christmas ornament. So I'm like, well, I'm going to make a... Christmas ornament. I should have brought it, but I didn't want to like lose it or ruin it because then, you know, my marriage would be in trouble if I lost this because it's very cherished by her. But it's not a fantastic looking ornament. I mean, I painted it and put some glitter on it and it sounds pretty funny. It's this gold glittery ornament. And then we were decorating the tree. And as we were decorating the tree, just me and Christy, she kissed me on the lips. <laughs> So we kept that ornament from, from that day on, and so that's a special one. That was like our first Christmas. The next year, we got engaged while we were decorating the Christmas tree, and then we got married a year later at Christmas time. So Christmas for us is a special time. And so those ornaments are very special to us. We can see memories. We see different seasons, and you can do this around the Christmas time too. You recognize that God has been faithful in difficult times. You recognize that you are blessed, that God has blessed your family. You recognize that faith, for us, we recognize it every Christmas. Our faith is important to us. Like that star on top of the tree, it's kind of the central thing. Our faith is central to us. It's important to us. So today I want to kind of keep with that theme, talking about a Christmas tree a little bit. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture that's in the Old Testament, and it's going to help us remember the significance of the arrival of Jesus and all the things that Jesus brings to us when he came to earth. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 9. The words will be up on the screen. We read this actually a few weeks ago, kind of to kick off the Christmas season. This is an Old Testament prophecy about what the Messiah would bring. This was written about 500 years before the baby Jesus was born. And all of these things, talking about this Messiah who was going to come and bring so many blessings to his people. So I want to take those things and apply it to our life today. We celebrate Jesus comes and he brings so many good things to us. Like, like awesome presents under the Christmas tree. Anybody excited for the presents under the tree? Anybody have lots of presents under the tree yet? Uh, we, do, we torture our kids, and Christy and I wrap them all after the kids go to bed on Christmas Eve. So it goes from like zero to all the presents overnight. So, that, I mean, that's when Santa comes. And then Santa brings his other presents down the chimney. Um, all right, Isaiah chapter 9. This passage does not say anything about Santa. The uh, theologians are, are mixed reviews about where Santa fits into the story, but I'm sure we'll find it. Isaiah chapter 9, starting in verse 2, it says this. We're going to read verse 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 
You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you. This is talking about Jesus who's going to come hundreds of years later. As the people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder, for as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle, every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For unto us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The kids' choir knows this part really well. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And we say amen to that. That's awesome. We rejoice in what the Messiah has done for us. I love that passage of scripture because it foretells the coming of the Messiah and all the things that it will mean for God's people, including us. We are God's people. So I want to highlight a couple of the things in this passage, what the, what the Messiah means to us and how we are changed because Jesus has come. And in keeping with the Christmas tree theme, I thought I would illustrate this a little bit. So I'm going to need a helper. Anybody want to? Oh, man. Well, that clearly is a young man. I think you were up here. Up here. <laughs> Just come on up, Liam. You can come on up. You can come on up. If, if some of you shot to your feet and dabbed right away, then you could volunteer. No, come on up. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Liam, this is Liam. Everyone say hi, Liam. You were up here last year when we did this, right? You're always good to volunteer. I appreciate that about you. So we're going to pretend Liam is a Christmas tree, and we're going to put some decorations on him. So I might need a couple other helpers to come decorate. We're going to need some, some, some well-behaved helpers. So, well, okay, Kellen, you can come on up too because your brother's here, and that's just not fair. Um, I'm looking at the auto boys. You guys gonna you guys gonna behave? <laughs> Dottie, you want to come up here? Pastor's kid. Okay, you can come on up here too. All right. So we got some helpers. So we are going to help decorate the Christmas tree. All right. So I have some things. You guys stay right there. This I might might need some crowd control in a moment, but we'll start with this. All right. So the first thing. That the Messiah brings, and we found that in the very first verse that I read. The people walking in darkness have seen a great, you remember what it was? Have seen a great light. The first thing the Messiah brings to us is light. So, this is light. So there's, well, well, we'll plug that in. Someone can go, Dottie, you can plug that in down there. And I need to, we need to decorate our tree with this strand of lights, okay? So go for it. All right, so we're going to wrap Already someone's delegating. I heard someone delegate. Start from the bottom up and, like, making sure we have a plan. There's, yeah, one right there. That'll work great. You're doing a good job standing with your tree arms. Okay, so we got we to gotta decorate them. We got to wrap this guy up. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. He brings light into darkness. You guys are doing great. Okay, don't push him over while he's tied up. And don't wrap up anybody else into the... Okay, we're doing great. I had things I was going to say during this part, but I now realize no one's going to hear what I say during this part. We could just go, we could just go wrap, we've got to wrap it up over his... Yeah, I won't micromanage. You guys are doing great. 
Okay, that's, for, that's great. Oh, we're just getting started, everybody. We're just getting started. Don't stick one up his nose. This is why I didn't want his brother up here, because I was afraid what might happen. We're not going to electrocute anybody, and don't step on the bulbs, okay? I had a battery-operated one, but it disappeared at the elementary school this week, so we went to with plan B. All right, now this is the important part, so we're going to try to stand still and wait for the next decorating phase, all right? He brings light into the darkness. Now, light can be a hope. If you're in the midst of a dark season, light signifies, imagine you're in a super long, sleepless night, and there's something about sunrise, the light coming, you realize, oh, the night is almost over. The light can be hope. The light can be truth, God's word and God's truth illuminating our hearts. It can bring peace. Maybe you are like me, and sometimes I don't like sleeping at night when it's super dark. I remember as a little kid, I always always say like, hey, mom or dad, could you turn on the night light or the hall light? There's something comforting about the light. He brings light into our darkness. He brings illumination to our lives where now we can walk as lights and other people can experience his hope and his peace. All right, so that's the first thing. He brings light. Everyone say light. All right, the next one was found in verse 3. You have enlarged their nation and increased their joy. All right, so we need some joy. I think I have a bag of joy here. Look at this one says joy right on it. So there's a couple different things there. So maybe grab one. We're going to decorate with some joy. Look at that. It's just sparkly joy, which was my nickname in high school. Oh, this is great. This is great. And some of the grown-ups are saying, this is why we haven't let our kids start decorating the Christmas tree yet. All right. Let's, uh... That's perfect right there. Oh, we should maybe do like a... That's pretty good. Actually, we have something else for the, the star on top. All right, so, okay, now we're going to talk about joy. That's joy right there. This is the joy that comes in knowing that it's going to be okay. The Messiah comes, brings us joy. Well, how do we have joy? Knowing that God is with us in the midst of every season. Knowing that it is going to be okay. Knowing that we are going to spend eternity with him. Knowing that he walks with us through every challenge. This is the reason for our joy. We recognize that God's presence to us is a gift, like an awesome gift on Christmas morning. Kids, have you ever opened a gift that you weren't expecting and you're just like, what? You had so much joy. For me, it was in, it must have been like 1982. I was not expecting this, but I opened up the final gift, and it was a big G.I. Joe hovercraft. And I was like, what? I was not expecting that. And that was like the, the joy, the joyous morning. I remember that gift so clearly. That is what God brings us. He brings us joy. The Messiah would come, and he would bring us joy. In our world, I sense a decline in joy. Today And I think the people of the light, the people of God need to lead the way with hearts of joy. Just joyful. Why would we not be joyful no matter what? Because the Savior has come and changed our lives. So the next one, found in verse 4, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. So I have eggs that we're going to break and have yoke. No, that's not what's going to happen. No, that's not what's going to (laughs) happen. I know, I just stole your joy. Um, You have shattered the yoke that burdens them. 
Um, and so what that is talking about is freedom from oppression, or I'm just going to talk about freedom and peace. So I wonder if I have a bag of freedom here. Now this was, um, you know, we've just got some ribbon in here, so just grab some of those ribbons. Okay. I think there's just a couple of these. I don't know that we need to do all that. Well, I guess we can. We're still good on time. All right, so we're just going to wrap this around. This one can be kind of quick, I guess. No, I don't know if we need to tie a bow right now. Let's just... Just for the sake of sake of time. Okay, I think we're probably, uh, yeah, I think we're doing great. Let's not cut off any circulation. We don't want his, his head to turn purple. Let's just do that right there. You doing okay? All right, that's all right. We'll just do... We'll do right that there. That's looking, that's looking pretty good. That looks like freedom and peace right there. Okay, we're going to just we're gonna hold off on that because there's like 60 feet of ribbon there, and we just don't got that kind of time. Okay, no, don't trip them. All right, here we go. Now, here we go. Everybody freeze. You're doing great. We're almost done. All right. Freedom and peace. You have shattered the yoke that burdens them. A yoke was what they, that you know, wooden bar that they would put across the shoulders of the cattle as they were plowing through the difficult soil. It signified oppression. It signified a burden. It signified something that was enslaving you. If you were oppressed by somebody, this was a yoke of slavery. Maybe you have heard that. He has shattered the yoke that burdens him. This is what the Messiah did. Bringing us freedom, freedom from past, freedom from your past life, any past failures or sins. This is what the Messiah does. He has shattered anything that burdens you or weighs you down. You might be walking through life being weighed down by something, an addiction, a burden, a failure, a pain, a hurt. This is what the Messiah does. He shatters that yoke and brings freedom freedom to his people. All right, so that's it. Now we have one more, and this is the part that the kids' choir was uh, reciting as we did. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So I don't have a bag of all those things, but I have these things. These are the Wonderful Counselor. Um, So there's a way that we can decorate those. So have at it. Yes, exactly right. We got some branches here. We, I don't know if we need to use them all. Did we use them all? Man, that's, well, you just, that's the extra bonus treat right there. Did we get all the wonderful counselors on them? All right, that's all right. Hey, that's, that's excellent. Okay, everybody look get out of the way so they can see our Christmas tree, okay? All right, this is, okay, we'll just leave that one, all right? I don't think that one's going to stay. <laughs> all right, freeze. This is what the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us does, the difference he makes in us. He is our counselor, one who consoles us, one who guides us, one who gives us direction. Mighty God, there's nothing that we will face that is not 
uh, within his realm of power and ability to provide for us. He's an everlasting father, one who will never leave you, and he is the prince of peace. This is the difference he makes in our lives. This is what the Messiah means to us. Who wouldn't want to walk around like this every day, right? This is what the Messiah does for us, okay? So one more time now, guys, I think I have something here for you. I think we have just enough volunteers. Can we give a hand to our volunteers and... Make sure you ask your parents or guardians. Sorry, I don't have any for you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you can take those off or keep them. We should unplug you, though. There you go. There's your Hershey bar, too. Thanks for, thanks for being a good sport, Liam. We might need some helpers. Plus, we have a kids' choir coming up here, and we need to clear, clear a path for them. Are you helping, too? Would you like to take some decorations with you? Yeah, they really wrapped them good, like they were trapping a bear. Would you like that? Would you like that? There you go. Thanks for helping. All right, so at this time, I got a couple more minutes, but at this time, if you are in the kids' nativity, this is your chance to go back and get ready. We're going to have a kids' choir moment in like three minutes as we wrap up our service. So if you're in the nativity and you got to go get your costume on, you can do that, and then we will wrap up here in just a minute. But in light, and here's my closing thought for today, as we're in the middle of this Christmas season, as we're just a couple of days away, In light of what Jesus has done, in light of what the Messiah means, in light of what Emmanuel, God with us, the light he brings, the peace, the joy, the freedom, in light of all those things, how will you decorate your life? Think about that. How are you going to decorate? What are you going to put on display in your life? Could we bring, could we be people that bring light to the darkness around us? Could we do that? Could we decorate our lives just with simple kindness? Just with simple kindness, finding those who need help, finding those who are outcasts, finding those who are lonely or poor, finding those who are sick or hurting. The Bible is full of teaching from Jesus of saying, this is how you're going to let your light shine. Be people of kindness. I already mentioned this. Could we decorate our lives with just exceeding joy for no other reason than Jesus has come, died for us, risen, saved us. This is the source of our joy. Maybe your life could be decorated with peace in the world that is full of anxious thoughts and fear and worry and what's going to happen with all of these things. Having that solid peace as a decoration on your life that everyone can look at and say, wow, those people are so peaceful. They're kind. They're loving. They're joyful. Maybe it's mercy. Maybe it's generosity. But the biggest thing for this year, this coming year, and this Christmas season, I want to challenge you with this. The biggest thing you could decorate your life with would be a strong faith in Jesus, a strong faith in his power, his mercy. Perhaps for the first time, you could open up your heart to a faith, a real faith in Jesus. And maybe this is something where you've been a Christian for a long time. Maybe this Christmas season could remind you, it's time to take a step of faith. It's time to take a step of faith and grow. There's the, one of the main characters in the Christmas story is Mary. And I'm closing with this. And as Mary is told by the angel that she's going to have a baby, and Mary is saying, how can that be? And the angel says, God is going to come on you, and you are going to give birth to a son and call him Jesus. 
and he will be the savior of the world. Now, Mary in that moment had to be thinking all sorts of weird, who knows what's going to happen? What's my family going to think? What's my fiance going to think? What's my community going to think? What are the religious people going to think? All of these things that would be reason for her to be cast aside. And what's her response to the angel? Her response is, I am the Lord's servant. And you can find that in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Following the news from the angel and all the uncertainty that goes along with it, Mary's response is this. I'm the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled in me. What Mary is saying is, I have faith in God. I trust God no matter what. And if you can see her life, what did God do through her? She gave birth to the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible is full of stories of ordinary people who simply had a faith to say, I trust you no matter what. If we are willing to be used by God, kids and students, hey, kids, look up here just for a second. If you're willing to be used by God and you trust him, God's going to use you for great things. All it takes is ordinary people saying, I am your servant. I have faith in you. I trust you. May your word be fulfilled in me. Never underestimate a power of a life that is just simply surrendered to God. Amen? Never underestimate that. God will use you, strengthen you, bring freedom and peace and joy if we simply just have a faith that believes in him. This was mentioned already, but 2019 is going to be a year where we are challenged to grow as a church. It's going to be lots of different groups, small groups, Bible studies. There's going to be a Bible reading plan. I want to encourage you, take this step to make faith a real thing in your life, to surrender your heart and to allow Emmanuel, God with us, to come in in a real way to lead you and guide you and change your life. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the light of the world that came in, the light of the world, light that brings hope, that brings joy, that brings peace brings freedom, and I'm praying for people here today that are not experiencing those things, and I pray that you would flood their weary heart with light and joy and peace and comfort, because that is what you do, and we thank you and praise you for that. I pray that this Christmas season over the next few days would just be blessed. Uh, if there is family conflict, I pray that you would bring your peace to that. If there is hurt, I pray that you would bring your healing to that. But most of all, God, we want to put you first, declare that we believe in you, we trust you, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen.